When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, they will put you in position to succeed with the Intel Edge at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you wager on all the remaining NFL action. Divisional round coming up this weekend. In the meantime, college basketball, the NHL, whatever you desire, Gary, uh, Superbook Sports has you covered, so download the app today. TrueMav Fitness, 200 by Super Bowl is my goal. I am well on track. Shout out to TrueMav Fitness, who is celebrating their four-year anniversary. Sign up for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. And Two Rivers Ford 2023 model year Fords available right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, Rand Carthen reportedly today, according to our dear friend Diana, uh, Diana Russini, who uh, said that Rand Carthen, as one of the finalists for the job, uh, was officially being hired. He is there formerly, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, director of pro personnel. And after interviewing several candidates, some internal, some external, many external, uh, they decided to go with somebody with a fresh perspective and a new set of eyes on this thing. Obviously, the San Francisco 49ers have been a hugely successful organization. And Rand Carthen is somebody who's very much respected as a young and, uh, and very, very quickly rising executive in the NFL. He's only 41 years old. So now with Rand Carthen at the helm of this thing, there is a couple of different questions that need to be asked, but we're going to get to know this man throughout the course of this evening, uh, first and foremost, because that's the, that's always the uh, most, I think, difficult part of the general manager discussion on a, a general manager search discussion on a local level, because, you know, I know the internal candidates, but obviously I'm not able to be in uh, so many places at once. So I have to rely on other people to tell me what I may or may not know about guy candidates around the league. The same with offensive coordinators, although those are easier to have information on, given that those guys are more easily accessible at things like the combine and senior bowl and things of that nature. But now Rand Carthen uh, has been tabbed to run the Titans and kind of get them back on track. Uh, they have not officially announced the hiring, though that is expected um, here in the next day or so. So I would keep a lookout for that. The team has not made the move official, but the reporting is sound, and we have uh, we have been able to confirm that as well. Carthen uh, now takes over after they fired John Robinson. Um, Tennessee having their first losing record since 2015 and seven straight losses. So he's a former NFL player, um, has worked his way up. He was a pro scout for the Falcons then spent time with the 49ers for a considerable amount of time, now comes to the Titans with a crack at a GM job. 
So the deal uh, has been finalized, according to Mike Garofolo, for him to become the team's general manager. And what we understand the Titans' position to be is, is kind of just, you know, in transition, for lack of a better term, with Mike Vrabel being retained and other changes on the coaching staff kind of looking forward to shaping the future of what this team could be. Uh, and there's a, there needs to be a discussion had specifically about what his first move must be as the new uh, head of the Tennessee Titans front office. But let's start with your Two Rivers Ford take. Simple as this. What was your reaction to the Titans hiring Rand Carthen to be the team's next GM? And by the way, the first black general manager employed by the Tennessee Titans, Houston Oilers franchise in the history of the organization. Um, a significant step forward as they uh, try to expand not just their demographics and their uh, train of th their train of thought, but also try and get their franchise up and running in a way that they believe is closer to their standard. So, what was your first reaction to the Titans hiring Rand Carthen? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It is always made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has 2023 model year Fords available right now. Truckloads, no pun intended of Bronco Sports, F-150s, Explorers, Escapes, Mustangs, uh, and so many other great Ford vehicles. You can go test drive one for yourself at Two Rivers Ford. Go speak to one of their non-commissioned salespeople who will put zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. Or you can do what I did as a Two Rivers Ford customer myself. I went online. I built my own Ford digitally, customized it, the exact model that I wanted with all the different accessories and in the color that I chose they they built it delivered it right to my door it's the built for you program at two rivers ford so go and get your next ford from two rivers ford my initial reaction um was the was that one uh, I thought he was one of so Ian Cunningham based on just having conversations around the NFL with different people that I trust and respect. Ian Cunningham was the, the candidate that I said, okay, you know, of the three, I know Ryan, Ryan Cowden. Let me say this on the front end. Uh, I really, I really, really like Ryan Cowden. I've had the opportunity to work with Ryan for a couple of years now. He is somebody who I believe to be very good at his job and will go on to have success with whatever the next phase of this thing looks like. But I, I think that I, I did feel um, as it seems the organization felt that a fresh set of eyes was needed on this thing. Now, I think that uh, between Rand Carthen and Ian Cunningham, who was the exec executive for the Bears, that they uh, that who made it through the next round of the interview process, um, once they finalized it down from, I believe, eight candidates to three, I thought either would have been a good choice, though Ian Cunningham was the one that I was more intrigued by, and, and not necessarily for any reasons uh, against Rand Carthen, but Ian Cunningham was the guy who was like, okay, I, 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 I can, I can easily see why this person based on conversations would be well-equipped to, uh, would be well-equipped to run an NFL franchise. Um, and I think all three of them would have been able to do the job well, but now, uh, you have a situation where Rand Carthen has been put into this position and he will work very closely with Mike Vrabel and the organization, the coaching staff, the uh, ownership, Amy Adams Strunk as the as the uh, controlling owner of this thing, and he'll be able to shape the franchise uh, in his in his image. Now, it is interesting to note that they did not interview a single general manager candidate with previous general managing experience, um, 
which I thought was curious, but spoke to the need to kind of bring in a, a fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes, perhaps more progressive thinking, um, and somebody who's going to kind of take a different, I don't want to say a different approach, because obviously he's been working for the 49ers and they're a successful organization, and he's been able to learn from people like John Lynch, who has done very, very well uh, as a uh, as a former television personality and, and uh, NFL player himself to going into a front office role the way that he has. Rand Carthen played both in college and in the NFL uh, and is very, very well regarded by his peers. But my first, uh, my first reaction, um, my first reaction was this is a good hire and I'm glad that they went outside. And I, and I don't want that to, to be taken as a slight for against somebody like Monty Ossonfort, who the Arizona Cardinals hired to be their next general manager or Ryan Cowden. Like I said, I believe that they could do a good job here, but this hire, I think speaks to the kind of, the kind of change that not only you guys want, but that they want from their organization, specifically Amy Adams Strunk. And, uh, and at this stage, I think that they are trending in the right direction. So uh, with that being said, producer Reed did well to find a, a good video from the 49ers who were introducing Rand Carthen to their fan base back in, I believe, 2019 is the origin of this video. So let's sit back, enjoy a little bit of information on the Titans' new GM. Hey, I'm Rand Carthon, uh, Director of Pro Personnel for the San Francisco 49ers. So in pro scouting, uh, we're in charge of uh, the daily maintenance of the waiver wire, uh, which is every player that's cut and brought on the street. So we look at that and determine if those guys have a fit and a role for the Niners. Uh, we also do the week-to-week -week scouting reports uh, during the season called the advanced scouting reports uh, that we meet with the coaches on to help prep for our upcoming opponents. And then we also do the free agency process, the unrestricted and restricted free agents that are in the league and uh, evaluate each and every one of those players and bring them to the attention of our GM and head coach and how those guys fit as Niners. Yeah, so it's funny to uh, see how everything comes full circle. Uh, played collegiately at the University of Florida. Um, came in the class of 99. There was a safety uh, in the class of 1998, Lester Norwood, uh, who at the time had a little brother, Jarek McKinnon. From being teammates and uh, being around, and Lester and I lived in the same apartment complex, used to see this little kid run around. Fast forward now, uh, Jets, you know, are starting running back, and to see him grow from, you know, being an eight, nine, ten-year-old kid to now full-fledged NFL starting running back, it's kind of surreal to see him, you know, walking into the building every day and seeing the man that he's become. So that is uh, Rand Carthen, the uh, new Titans general manager, and I think the uh, I think the situation, I think the situation. Sorry, I'm laughing because I just read a comment from Square Up about um, Kaharski, who's I mean, Paul's been going through it today. To be honest with you, I haven't talked to him, but <laughs> I. Uh, I, I would like to anyway. I, I don't want to get distracted, but that is that is a funny comment that made me giggle. Um, here's the thing, okay? Uh, well, let me let me flesh this out a little bit more right after I tell you that A to Z Sports Prime Time is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress and the Intel Edge you need to succeed. That Intel Edge helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. Helps you find your next home and sell your current one while this market is still red hot. Helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. 
GaryAshton.com is where you go for the Intel Edge. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, Rand Carthen uh, is somebody who is going to uh, who is going to bring a similar approach, who is going to be aligned with Mike Vrabel, but also comes from an organization that plays a style of football that I think can still fit here with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill on the roster. Now, I think it's important to note that Rand Carthen being put into place is going to influence, and understandably so, influence the offensive coordinator search, which will now pick up uh, pick up more steam. Um, they can still be the kind of team that is a run-first football team, as the 49ers are. Not everybody has Kyle Shanahan as far as the creativity of play caller is concerned. But it is something that I think works with their aesthetic, allows them to kind of stay true to their roots, and I think at this stage will allow them to get a better uh, a better grasp on the personnel situation to play a more modernized style of football and still retain the core of what it is that this currently uh, that that this Tennessee Titans franchise and current team, um, though there will obviously be significant changes coming to the roster in the coming months, that this football team is still capable of playing that kind of style and still evolving a little bit at this stage. So I personally, I mean, the candidate, the final candidates, the final three candidates that they whittled down with, I honestly would have been fine with any of the three. Um, but I do think that Rand Carthen is a good hire. I think that they went through the, uh, I think that they went through the process with the correct mindset. And ultimately they have landed on a decision um, that I think will help move this franchise forward in ways that are meaningful. Now, here's the thing about uh, about so we don't know when Rand Carthen is going to meet with the media yet um, because the the hire has not officially been announced by the franchise. Once they put out the release, um, probably from Jimmy Wyatt's Twitter account, uh, the uh, the team's uh, senior editor and uh, website writer, uh, Jimmy, once Jimmy puts out the official, um, you know, the Titans have hired Rand Carthen as the next general manager for the Titans Oilers franchise, then they will announce a, well, then they'll send us a new, a press release with a press conference being announced. Um, but it will be in short order after the move is made. So what will likely happen is there will be the announcement. Then they will announce a press conference for the following day. I, I would have to think that Amy would be present, uh, for this, given that she is the most front facing member of the, um, of the, committee essentially that she put together to interview these candidates and, and whittle down the process. I would imagine that Mike would be there and be present as well. But at this point we are, uh, we, we don't know that until they make the move official by the team. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And, uh, and at this stage, it will be interesting to see what he has to say. But as we await commentary from the new Titans general manager, I think it's important to talk about the first steps that he must take because this is a roster that has a lot of different questions that need to be answered beyond um, some coaching staff and personnel decisions that uh, uh, that have now at least one major thing has been settled into at this point. So the question becomes at this stage, what uh, what is priority number one? Uh, priority number one for the new general manager, Rand Carthon, of the Tennessee Titans. What is the what is the thing? on this roster that is at the top of the list. Let's discuss together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 
uh, right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by our friends at Superbook Sports. Whether you're waging on wagering on college basketball, the Australian Open, which coverage is getting ready to begin on ESPN right now, or any of the NFL divisional round games that are on the horizon, Superbook Sports is your place to get in on all the action. Download the Superbook Sports app and get the best odds boost and promo bets everywhere. Beyond that, they'll even match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. So download the Superbook app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, as you look at the situation for the Tennessee Titans and now for Rand Carthon as the next general manager of this franchise, uh, somebody asked me a question that I wanted to come back to. Big time Timmy Tay on Twitch says, Buck, who handles the math of the contracts and getting them to work with the cap? I've always wondered if there's a separate person for that. Yes, his name is Vin Marino. Um, Vin has been with the organization for a very, very long time. Uh, his title specifically is Vice President of Football Administration. So he works very, very closely with the front office and specifically with the general manager. Um, he's been with the team, I think, for – we're going into year 17 for Vin being here and has uh, obviously um, – and has been in his role for the last 12 – no, I'm sorry – he joined, yeah, uh, 16 seasons. So joined in 2007 as the senior director of football administration uh, after being at the NFL offices in New York for a damn near 20 years. So primary, so like the responsibilities for Vin, um, management of the Titans salary cap and player contract negotiations. Obviously, he is involved with the general manager on all football-related issues that relate to the financial uh the financial process that they have to work through. Now, that's a very, very complicated thing, and it's uh, something that, you know, I can't speak to uh, necessarily the ins and outs of because I'm not privy to those conversations. I'm not in those conversations. But Vin, is, uh, Vin has been very, very good at his job for a long time now um, and has worked with several different general managers uh, across his time here in Tennessee, the better part of two decades. So uh, Marlo Pointer says he needs to figure out the quarterback situation. You know, Marlo, I think the quarterback situation is fairly cut and dry, cut and dry at this point. I really do think that. I mean, and and they can they can make you know they can make some adjustments with Tannehill, voidable years to spread the cap hit out a little more. Um, you know, if they, depending on how they feel about the Tannehill situation, is a potential extension in line. I think that would not necessarily be the move that a new GM would want to make, but. It's possible. Those are the kind of discussion. Those are the kind of options that they'll have on the table in front of them. Obviously, with the 11th overall pick, they could get into the quarterback. Uh, they could get into the quarterback draft if they wanted to, depending on how they felt about the draft capital situation. I think that's not necessarily a likely scenario either, but quarterback is something that they, they have multiple options that they're going to explore. And Tom Brady, I think, being at the bottom of the barrel on those things, but a you know, figuring out the plan for the quarterback situation um, is, is obviously a, a huge priority. Uh, Jose says, what will it take to bring Jalen Ramsey home? I think, I think that's probably pretty low on the list. Uh, Terry Ludham says, keep Henry. Well, I don't think Derek is necessarily in danger of, of getting, of getting bounced um, at this point, though it, it 
Derrick Henry carrying a $16 million cap hit in the next season is, uh, I, I don't like that at all. Um, just on the basis of, of running back and that kind of financial commitment to a guy like that. Now I'm not saying cut Derek by any stretch of the imagination, just cause he's making, he's going to count against the cap for $16 million next year, but you know, figure out a, a plan that makes the most sense for Derek. Cause I think that is a big number, uh, for a position that is not a premium, even though the player here is a premium player at the position, uh, square up, you know, square up with the best answer so far though, senior bowl. Senior Bowl, now he has to be able to balance a variety of different things, right? But Senior Bowl is likely the correct answer because it's less than two weeks away. Um, Senior Bowl, for those of you who don't know, and uh, that is something, in fact, I need to to figure out my flight situation. Um, Senior Bowl, it's a week in Mobile, Alabama, where all the senior college draft prospects meet with NFL coaching staffs who are there to coach them in an actual Senior Bowl game, but a week's worth of practice where they're working out doing drills with NFL coaching staffs in front of NFL coaching staffs. The entire league is in Mobile before the entire league goes to Indianapolis for the combine. So those are the places where annually the most amount of NFL people, personnel, coaches, front office execs, um, obviously draftable players, media as well. That's where we all gather those two places every year where a lot of a, a lot of productive deal making situations get done. So it's not just about the scouting at the senior bowl that gets done, but it's about laying the groundwork for contract discussions with agents who are in attendance, who will represent free agents, who are there representing players who are going to go into the draft, um, and starting discussions with other teams, trade talks, uh, start and and can really build momentum in places like this because everybody's in person. So senior bowl, senior bowl is as important for everything else as it is for the actual draft process. And Senior Bowl is the priority number one right now because it's it's right around the corner. Now, Rand Carthon will have have it's not like he's being dropped into it. I mean, he is being dropped into a new situation, but like the due diligence on the players at this point is is well underway, no matter what scouting staff that you've been a part of. So it's not a complete like, okay, I just got here. I need to start on this right now, right now, right now. Um, because obviously Rand Carthon is gonna want to put a staff in place um that may retain some of the people who currently work for the Tennessee Titans front office may not um, at this point. We won't have the answers to that until uh, until later on. But I, I think that this point, the Senior Bowl is priority number one because it is the thing that is closest. Um, but also, I think that the uh, I think that the situation for Rand Carthon, I would I would tear it this way. OK. As far as personnel decisions are concerned, whether it's draft free agency or guys currently on the roster, the offensive line is the thing that this individual and his staff need to do the most legwork on. Quarterback is right there, even though quarterback is by position much more important than the offensive line. Although I would tell you the offensive line is huge for this particular team, both for the success of Tannehill or somebody else and Derrick Henry, uh, less likely somebody else in all likelihood, Derrick Henry. Uh, certainly by higher percentage chance than Ryan Tannehill. But right now, you know, offensive line first and foremost. Then the quarterback situation, not just the starter, but the backup. They have to have a better backup quarterback situation. And I'd be, I'm fascinated to to ask him questions about Malik Willis in particular, because we all know that at present present day, Malik Willis is not capable of, of contributing meaningfully um, in an NFL game at the quarterback position. So that is something that they're going to have to address because the backup quarterback situation, if Malik, you know, Malik needs to make substantial strides and if he does not, they have to have a contingency plan 
Josh Dobbs was not a bad contingency plan, right? But uh, I think then in order of tiers, offensive line, quarterback, and it's probably a push between figuring out the skill position players and signing Jeffrey Simmons, though Jeff is obviously going to be a big part of the discussion. Jeff, I would probably place under the skill position players right now just because they still have um, a year left on Jeff's contract and uh, the fifth-year option at their disposal. So still under contract and still has team control in ways that are financially palatable, but you know it doesn't hurt to kind of get a jump on things when you've got a player like that who's going to command top dollar at his position. But I do think the skill figuring out the skill position players is, is of a greater value at this point. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what the evolution of this looks like. And Rand Carthen is going to have a lot of different things that he has to get done at this stage. Uh, Jonathan White says Malik is trash and will continue to be trash. I, I think that's just, that's such a, that's such a, well, one, I, you know, referring to other human beings as trash is a trash, uh, trash attitude, uh, for lack of a better term. I don't think that you should refer to anybody as trash, no matter, well, I mean, you know, depending on the on the circumstances, but even, you know, even then, I don't really like that um, as something that, as far as what it is that this person does for a living, I have no idea what it is that you do, uh, Jonathan White, for a living, but I'm sure certain that if you were underperforming in certain areas of your life, as all of us have done in different uh, professional settings, that you would, at the time of your lowest lows, not want to be referred to as trash. So I think you should probably rephrase um, you know, just to not be a, a word that I shouldn't say about it. Um, you know, they'll be a jerk, even though I listen, I don't think Malik Willis is an NFL quarterback right now because he's not, you know, they told you that the NFL, the, the, the Titans coaching staff told you that you can say that and also not call him trash that, uh, those are, those are the kind of things that I just, you know, they bother me. Um, so looking at the, uh, looking at the situation for Rand Carthon, obviously he'll have a lot of legwork to do uh but I do think that uh I do think that at this stage the offensive line is the priority um at this point and somebody said no Will Levis god if the Titans draft Will Levis <laughs> I, oh I uh I just I mean it would be great for it would be great for the show it'd be great for sports talk radio because you guys would shit the bed but Oof. Uh, I would I would be fascinated to know uh, what his position on the quarterbacks are. Now, here's what I'll say about the quarterbacks, and I'll I'll uh, I'll just I'll I don't think that any of them in this draft are worthy of trading up for, given that you have this many, uh, given that you have this many needs on the roster. I just uh, Bryce Young is you know, I mean Bryce Young may go on to have a successful NFL career. CJ Stroud may go on to have a successful NFL career. I just don't think, given all the different needs that you have, um, that it is worth your time to expend draft capital to get to spend what it would take to get from eleven to, I mean, theoretically one. Well, no, I guess not one because the Chicago Bears have one. Uh, two, where the Texans would be sniffing around quarterback, or four, where the Colts are going to be sniffing around quarterback, and it's likely, by the way, that two, both of those, uh, uh, or at least two of the three two of the three top quarterbacks, right? So I think by consensus and in, in no particular order, maybe, well, let's order it this way. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis. Um, two of those three are, it's entirely possible that they end up in the AFC South, right? Because both the Colts and the Texans need a reboot um, as far as the quarterback position is concerned. I don't think it's worth trading up for the Titans 
Um, given that, you know, the teams that they're going to want to be trading up with our teams in their division are going to be like, bleep you. No, that's our guy. Cause we want to beat you. Um, so that I think is a less likely scenario at this time, but I do think that the, uh, I do think that the situation, uh, I do think that the situation for, um, for Rand Carthon is an interesting one in the quarterback, uh, not just the starter, but the backup, um, is something that needs to make significant strides at this stage um all right uh i i don't want to god this is why i hit the offseason i have no interest in um there's an entire there's a a racial conversation now carrying on about malik in the comments i don't know why it has to pivot to that um when that is not something that's been a part of the analysis whatsoever unless you guys are bringing your biases into that i would say you know obviously you're welcome to uh entertain those those conversations amongst yourselves but like that is not something that factors into at least my analysis of, of these things. So, uh, you know, I will, uh, you'll understand if I have no interest in engaging in the idea of, you know, oh, you, people say these things about Malik Willis because he's a black quarterback. And then I'm getting yelled at because I'm saying Malik Willis is getting benched for another black quarterback in Josh Dobbs and then all sorts of, uh, all sorts of things continue to, uh, trickle out uh or at least people's biases start to uh, become more evident at that point in ways that i don't think serve anybody at this stage so let's move on to a gone viral video obviously uh we'll keep you updated with the latest on the general manager austin and zach i'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow and uh and once we have uh news of the press conference obviously um out, whether it's during the radio show we'll carry it live on the radio show uh that i host um and if it's not during the radio show then obviously i'll be there in person and um, we'll, uh, we'll meet, uh, we'll meet with Rand Carthen at some point. In fact, uh, I'll probably get him on the radio show as soon as the hire is made official. So, uh, when we, uh, when we get news of that, I'll keep you guys updated at this stage. Let's do a gone viral video and wrap it up for the evening. Um, the question, who do you expect to retire first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Um, two guys who have been, uh, lusted after by a contingent of Titans fans, rightly or wrongly but two guys whose futures are very much in question. Now, I think one is infinitely uh, got infinitely more longevity than the other, but who do you expect to retire first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? We'll talk about that together with a clip from the Pat McAfee Show. You'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. As a matter of fact, right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by True Math Fitness. I'm down over 40 pounds in the last couple of months because – of the program that True Math Fitness employs. I love it. They have made working out fun for me because I've been able to see the results. Whether you're somebody who likes group classes, personal training, or just the open gym that they have on offer, True Math Fitness will help you get your goals accomplished. It's a new year. Why not start it with a new way to work out as you accomplish your New Year's resolutions? And your first class is free to try as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. By the way, congratulations to TrueMath on their four-year anniversary today. So, who retires first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Um, I uh, I think that there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different um, things that come into play at this point, and uh, I think that you know Rodgers. Rodgers and Brady have different kind of mindsets, or at least they seem to as they as they get up in years. I think that uh, I think that a lot of times, um, you know, people start to question. Especially, and we had we had some questions around Tom Brady today. In fact, I didn't think to send this to producer Reed, but it would have been good to have from 
Trevor Sikama of uh, of uh, Pro Football Focus, who was on the radio show today, talking to me about the idea of Tom Brady kind of like actively checking out in the middle of the season and doing things to kind of keep himself healthy for a potential other opportunity beyond what he will have in Tampa, because obviously Tom Brady at 45 years old is going to be the best available quarterback on the market because the rest of it is like Teddy Bridgewater and Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, varying degrees of not franchise quarterbacks, but there's Tom still getting it done at 45. So who retires first between those two? It's a question that Pat McAfee asked Aaron Rodgers today on his show. If there's a rebuild going on, I won't be a part of it. You know, not, so they have to figure that out. And do they have to figure that out before you decide that you're coming back? Because then there is kind of a timeline, right? Is there, isn't there? Well, a- listen, listen, I don't think any team... Uh, outside of maybe, uh, you know, the Texans this year. Or some, there's a couple of teams maybe who might say, yeah, we're rebuilding. You know, Colts. we finished, you know, yep. down at the bottom Colts. of the league Colts. and we're, you know, obviously we're going to start over. New, You know, these teams who have new GM or head coach and they're drafting pretty high, Colts. they might admit that they're in some sort of rebuild. But not, you know, most teams in the middle of the pack aren't going to say, hey, we're going to rebuild, you know, unless we have a crazy cap situation. So, uh, you know, no GM or president's ever going to say, hey, we're, we're, we're rebuilding. Got it. Um, uh, so that won't, you know, I'm sure that'll trigger somebody asking them, you know, are you guys rebuilding? And, and the answer would be, of course not. You know, we're, we got this and we have that. And, and, but it's a mindset. You know, if they want to go younger and, and think Jordan's ready to go, then, they're, then that might be the way they want to go. And if that's the case and I still want to play, then there's only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. Um, you know, if it's not, and they, you know, like, no, no, we you know, still want you to play and, you know, this and that, then it'd have to be, uh, you know, the right situation with the roster. It looks like we can we can win it all because there's no point coming back if you don't think you can win it all. And this is all if mentally you want to commit to an entire year, obviously. Con, which is a huge con- – you have a lot to figure out, dude. Good luck, bro. Good luck with figuring that all out. How- That's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. I think Rodgers retires before Brady, which is crazy to think because Brady's going to be 46 years old next year. Um, Rodgers, I think, is 39. So he's he's getting up there too, and that's still crazy to be playing at that age. But uh, but Rodgers, um, Rodgers definitely, I think, has more of the wear of that many years in the NFL showing on him and kind of wearing on him than Tom Brady does, even though Tom Brady didn't look great last night. I think Tom Brady's still got at least two more years of productive football in him, a high-level productive football in him at this stage. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Listen, radio show tomorrow, we're going to spend three hours on Rand Carthon. So I know you guys, um, you know, you're going to get into it with Austin and Zach in the morning, but obviously we'll have a lot of insights and analysis for you. We'll keep you updated on the latest with the Titans. I'm on from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, the Titans radio or Titans flagship network. So, Obviously, uh, that will be a fun conversation uh, to have with you guys and to take your phone calls on that as we continue that discussion, deep dive a little further, given that we'll have more time to do so, on the new Titans GM. So have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow at 10. If not, catch you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. 
And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal the show.